How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Weekend Variety Show for Saturday, May the 29th, 2021. Folks, today we have the long-awaited return of the mailbag. I haven't done one of these in a long time. So you're going to remember last weekend I talked about how I picked up Final Fantasy X for the first time in many, many years, and I talked about how my perspectives of the game had changed from how much I absolutely adored that game when I was a child. And so I opened up that concept to all of you. You know, what is a game that you returned to after a really long time, and how did your perspectives change on it? And I want to start here with an entry from Kadosep, because this really hits at, at the point of this prompt. So he talks about how when he was a child, him and his brother got a game called Batman and Robin for the Genesis. It was a 2D side-scrolling beat-em-up, but eventually the game was taken away from them because their parents are very strict about, you know, gaming and violence. And then he says last year, his brother came over, they were playing some games, and they decided, hey, we should try Batman and Robin again, that game from our childhood that we never actually got to play. This game that they kind of held up as a holy grail of gaming that they were never allowed to have. And then it turns out that it totally sucked. They played it for 20 minutes, and then they just switched to Streets of Rage. And then this is what he said, quote, Still, it was fun sharing those memories with my brother, and it showed that co-op was important enough to us that we were willing to put up with just about anything. End quote. So that speaks to a couple things, right? Sometimes games aren't as good as you remember them, and usually co-op will solve any problems with a game. And I do think this is one of the disappointments of trying to play older games, especially if you have a lot of nostalgia for them, because they don't always hold up. We have an entry here from Jay Unknown, who said that they wanted to go back to Ocarina of Time, and their hang-up was really the control scheme, right? That's another thing that we kind of forget about, is the, the old hardware is sometimes a conduit for a worse experience. And especially if you're young like me and you don't have the nostalgia for those games, then it's a hard sell to go back to some of those. Then there's the other side of it, though, right? Sometimes you're really happy with the way that it held up. We have one here from Coach J, who said that when he first played the original Legend of Zelda, he actually didn't like it. He was too young, he didn't really know what was going on, he got frustrated, totally wasn't prepared. And then now, as an adult, he picked it up again, and, you know, he needed to have some assistance to figure out how to play the game. Still difficult, but he's having fun with it. So it's the flip, right? The pleasant surprise of a game being better than you remember. Shade Wintergaze said the same thing about Metroid Prime. Where, as a kid, they said it's just a fun little experience of a game. But then when they grew up, they actually appreciated all the stuff that went into it and, and the scale of it. Recognizing the small details. That's kind of like what I had with Final Fantasy X. Appreciating the game more, even if you did like it when you were younger. Now, this one I find really interesting. We talked about how a game was really difficult when you're young, but then you can get through it when you're older. There can be the reverse of that. I have a message here from Bendix Cork. I hope I pronounced that right, who said Super Mario Galaxy, which used to be their favorite game of all time, and they would come home from school, play it, but now when they try to play it, it's like extremely difficult, can't even beat the first level, right? These games that we had the, the hand-eye coordination for when we're young, and then as we age, we lose that. I have that as well myself with many different, you know, first-person shooters, pretty much any game, to be honest. I'm sure many of the people listening to this show right now can empathize in some way or another with that. Okay, here's another one that I really like. This is from Ghostly Foxy, and the game that they returned to after a long time was a mobile game called Dragon Veil. And this is what they said, quote, Roughly 10 years ago, Facebook was still a huge platform where games thrive. 
I came across this game and started playing it with some of my friends. Fast forward to 10 years later, I went back on the game and was surprised that it was still alive and kicking. In fact, the developers are doing a great job in terms of pushing new content and events. I absolutely love the game and appreciate their dedication. End quote. And I think this is the real cool thing about live service, right? I mean, you talk about MMORPGs like World of Warcraft and RuneScape, right? I mean, RuneScape has been around since 2001, 20 years. That's basically my entire lifetime. It is so easy to say, oh yeah, I remember playing that game a really long time ago. And it's still totally supported. That's awesome. The last one I want to mention here is Crimson, who had a really great answer because there was multiple levels to it. So when Crim was young, they loved playing the Crash Bandicoot games. They loved the colors and the bright lights and wacky animals. And that was in spite of not speaking any English. You know, all the progress they made was just a happy accident, as they say. Anyway, fast forward 10 years, they learn about emulators and they want to return to the game. And quote, oh boy, the visuals did not hold a candle to what was in my head. They were dark, oversaturated, blocky, and extremely hard to read. I gave up, defeated, end quote. And then what do you know, you flash forward and the remakes are created by Activision. And quote, I was scared, I was hopeful, I was praying to all gaming gods that they turn out well, and oh boy, they did. It looked right, it felt right, it sounded right. I still think that the Crash Trilogy remakes are one of the best out there, end quote. And that's what I like to see, there's an up and down in this story. And really, I think that's what these remasters and remakes are so great about, right? Is making the memories that we have of these games actually become reality, instead of outdated technology. Anyway, folks, I am over time. Thank you so much for joining me here on the weekend. I'm going to be back tomorrow with another variety show, back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hello, TGO After Show. I really loved this mailbag. I think there was, you know, so many different reactions and outcomes of returning to a game after a long time. And this is something that I don't really get to do very often. When I was a kid, I played on the original Xbox, the Super Nintendo, and the GameCube. Those were my main consoles. And I guess like Game Boy Advanced, but I don't really remember any of those games. And, you know, I can't really return to any of those. I've never really used an emulator before, and I don't plan on it. Not necessarily for any moral reasons, but just like, I don't know, I have hundreds of games that were made in the last 10 years. I should probably play those first. Of course, I say that as I'm playing Final Fantasy X, but we'll ignore that for now. It's a remaster that came out within the last 10 years. I think that counts. Anyway, so there's not many of those games that I return to very often, right? Or, or, or ever. And it was something I was a little surprised by because I thought to myself, you know, oh, I probably return to games. You know, I was trying to answer this prompt for myself besides Final Fantasy. And then I took a scroll through my video game journal, as it were. And I really don't see any games that uh, that I return to. I mean, there's some games that have just been around for a long time. Minecraft or The Binding of Isaac. I've been playing those games for 10 years, but I'm not returning to those games after 10 years. Oh, there is one that I did recently. Uh, Halo. If you remember when I first started playing games again with Jordan, I was talking about Halo and how it totally did not hold up at all. <laughs> you know, we loved those games as kids. Hey, specifically Halo uh, Combat Evolved, the first one. And th that was just a slog to get through. And then I think the only other one that comes off the top of my head is Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, a game that I played a lot on my very bad PC when I was a kid. Old school 
non-gaming PC. And then I don't even remember when in the last five years I tried to play the Open RCT, I think it's called, which is like the the fan supported and and remastered version of the game. And I mean, obviously the remaster it made it hold up, but boy oh boy, was it not a uh, not the experience I remembered. You know, I remember being fascinated as a child with the open sandbox, the ability to do anything that you wanted. Of course, within the constraints of the game, but. You know, they just said, here's a theme park and do what you want to do. It's it's Lego, you know? I loved that as a kid. And then now as I've grown up and I've I've appreciated structure and I've recognized that I'm not really that creative of a person when it comes to stuff like this. Anyway, then all of a sudden, Roller Coaster Tycoon is not an interesting game for me anymore. It's an interesting game to watch other people play because they're really good at it and they're good at making cool things, but I'm not. So why am I going to play it? Anyway, I thought you might find that funny. <laughs> Another thing that I'm realizing as I'm going through my my gaming journal here is I am not great at keeping it up to date. Something I just noticed is that I previously logged uh, Papers, Please as the last time I played it in 2014, but I actually played that again this year for my gaming class. So now I have to go back through my Steam, take a look at the last time I played Papers, Please. Anyway, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, what are we going to talk about next here? What's the discourse in in gaming right now? You know, this is an interesting thing, an interesting observation. With The Observer, I don't really cover, like, culture all that much, right? I I stick fairly close to video game news, industry news, and I stay away from stuff like Twitch streamers, uh, esports, right? That's a pretty big culture thing. When the big vampire lady was trending for a really long time from Resident Evil, you know, it's not like I covered that as a news item. It was just something that's happening on Twitter. But it's funny because sometimes I'll be like talking to people and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have a news show, you know, I have a podcast. So they think I'm I'm like in on on the gaming culture, but I'm really not like I'm really blind to a lot of that stuff. It just doesn't interest me. You know, I was never a social media guy when when I was in high school. All of my friends had Instagram, Snapchat, and I never did. Like, I watched from the outside being like, how do you get enjoyment out of this? And that's not judgment. That's just like, I tried to use them. I tried to download them and use them and get value out of them. And I never did. To this day, I I, I mean, I'm on TikTok. I'm on Twitter. I guess Reddit to an extent. But I don't post anything, you know? I'm just there for the mindless scrolling. And so, anyway. Anyway, I think I'm out of time at this point. Thanks so much for being here. And uh, I'll chat tomorrow with another weekend show. See you then. <laughs>